You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. Talk fighting with my co-host Brendan Tobin and my producer Jake Noaker. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. In just a little while, we're going to bring on Sean O'Connell. He is the play-by-play voice of the PFL. PFL in the news this week because, well, Jake Paul is now a PFL fighter. That's right. He said Jake Paul is now a PFL fighter. First of all, BT, when you heard this news, how surprised were you? Because we know that he's been a boxer, been successful. People have their own opinions, but he's won his fights. Do you think this can work? Oh, yeah, I think it can work. Honestly, I'm not surprised at all. I think that Jake Paul has found the boxing thing. I I really feel like it's run its course for a couple of reasons. Uh, One... The boxing community is just never going to embrace him, I think, the way that he wants to. I think he's gotten a little too into people caring about how good a boxer he is. He's never going to find that credit in in uh, in boxing. There's no real boxers that are of interest. Everybody is a former UFC guy or a former MMA guy that he's going to fight outside of Tyson Fury's brother. So I think this was the right way to go. I think it creates new doubt. I think it creates new intrigue. I think it's going to be actual people – uh, more people, more intriguing matchups to step up. And I think it obviously gives the uh, the secret elixir, which is it's more likely that he loses. And that's, I think, ultimately what people want to pay is that Jake Paul's supposed to be a bad guy. People want to see him get his butt kicked. And mixed martial arts adds more of an element to that. So that's the fight side of it. What about adding Jake Paul to the promotional side of it? Because the PFL hasn't been around for long. And again, we're going to bring on the voice of the PFL so we can ask him all these questions coming up here in just a little while. Sean O'Connell is going to join us here on Tapped Out. But when you get Jake Paul, that guy's got, what, like a billion eyeballs on him when it comes to social media. And he's been around forever. And people know him for a lot of different things. So it feels like this, this is kind of a, all right, let's see if you can actually pull it off. But even if you can't, we want you in our corner. Yeah, I think that, look, Jake Paul has said a lot of good things about fighter pay, being an advocate for UFC guys kind of getting the short end of things. So I think if you add that mouthpiece and you have any, you know, illusions as the PFL, kind of like Bellator did to either take on the UFC or compete with the UFC, I think it's good to have the UFC's like number one public enemy to kind of be in your corner with that stuff and also to be a good mouthpiece for the fighters. So I think that is a, is a good mechanism that I have for it. Um, you know, and, and it doesn't have, like they, they think outside the box. That is one thing that you, uh, if you guys haven't watched a lot of PFL, um, you know, they will bring boxers over Clarissa Shields had a, has had a, a couple fights with them. 
She's raved about her experience with them. They have a lot of uh, ties to the sporting world with like, you know, athletes are partial owners and things like that. So they, they do some things that are a little bit outside the box that are interesting. And, and this does feel like it's right in line with them. He called out Nate Diaz. And of course, I mean, right now, Nate Diaz is a free agent per se. That would be the one where it feels like if, they, if that was his first fight in the octagon, that gets, and he's talking about the pay-per-view, a different type of split, because that's his whole thing, right? Fighters don't get enough money in the UFC. He's publicly called out Dana White. And now with his new kind of, they're calling the super fights, the super pay-per-view fights, where the fighters themselves would get 50%, essentially, of the pay-per-view, which is way, way, way more than any sort of pay-per-view points could get you right now in the UFC. And the only reason I bring that up is because typically your, your answer would just be, yeah, but it's not going to have as many people buying it. I would say touche. If we get Nate Diaz in the octagon, or whatever they call it, in the PFL, with, with Jake Paul at the top of the marquee, I think that gets a ton of eyeballs and a ton of pay-per-views. Here's the one thing I would say that is the wrinkle on that, that they need to, that Jake Paul probably won't do, but should. He should do it because he's talking about doing it first in boxing and then doing it in MMA. He should just go straight to MMA and do it. And I, I know what people are going to say. He's not ready for it. First of all, Nate Diaz isn't going to wrestle you. Like people want to see you in this place where you're got the, you got the small gloves on again. The key is you want a lot of people to tune into Jake Paul. It's because you want a lot of people to tune in to see you lose. You are doing the Floyd Mayweather method here. You're tuning in to see him get his butt kicked. Um, having any element that could make it boring. If the boxing match is any good, a la you know, Tyron Woodley, anything that just takes the sting out of it. It's the surprise element. Because his boxing pay-per-views have not been selling. They have not been doing good business. It gets a lot of viral buzz. It gets a lot of you know, social media clicks, but it doesn't generate some money. And I think that if they want to make the most money, they should just do Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz in a mixed martial arts fight instead of wasting time doing a boxing match. Completely agree. Brendan Tobin, Jake Nowaker, Sean Levine bringing you tapped out here on the BetQL Network. If you like fighting, you're in the right place. Boxing tonight, BT is uh in washington dc gervonta tank davis comes in as he always does as a big favorite big favorite now minus 1600 against hector luis garcia comes back at a plus 820 you pointed out to me that if you want tank by decision right now you can almost get five to one on your money that's sitting at plus 490 i know that tank is known to be a finisher and he finished his last fight but it's not like he's this knockout artist that's knocked out everybody so that Plus 490 for a guy that's got a chin like Luis Garcia looks a little tempting to me. Uh, yeah, I can see why. I mean, look, Hector Luis Garcia had a good year last year. You know, there's a reason that he's in this spot. Uh, he really stunned a lot of people when he beat a guy, Chris Colbert, who was kind of one of PBC's up-and-coming prospects. They called him primetime. He had the cool hair. Everybody thought that Chris Colbert was going to be like, one of these next stars. And, you know, Hector put it on him. I mean, he really, really beat him good. And so that really skyrocketed him to another spot. He got another win that year against Roger Gutierrez. And so he finds himself in this interesting place of almost playing spoiler because coming up in April, we are supposed to have Gervonta Davis versus Ryan Garcia, which has already been agreed to. That fight was agreed to before this fight was agreed to. Gervonta uh, just wanted to stay busy and, and, and get a fight in and make some money around his hometown. And, you know, Hector has a very interesting opportunity here, almost like an Andrew Ruiz, where he can kind of shake up the whole division and, uh, and, and, and make a name for himself. And 
we've seen, you know, certain guys with Javante can push, can push him. I mean, we saw this with, with Isak Cruz not too long ago where nobody knew who Isak Cruz was. He put up a good fight against Javante. He lost on the scorecards, but a lot of people even thought that he won that fight and, uh, and, and then made a name for himself. So very, very intriguing matchup tonight. I still think that Javante does get the win. I like him finishing this fight a little bit later, but um, I don't think this is an easy one for him. We'll talk a lot more boxing coming up. So if that's your uh, cup of tea, all boxing coming up later on in the show. It just, I don't know, man. I did think that Davis lost that fight a couple of times ago. I've always thought that he was. A, did you see the weigh-ins, by the way? Did you see the face-offs? What was, mm-hmm. what was Tank doing? What was going on? Oh, no, man. Listen, he's got a lot going on there. He's trying to, you know, do whatever he can, I guess. But that's uh, that's something. That was That was just weird. Like, just everything about that. He just looked off. Uh, speaking of off, the Dylan Dennis and KSI fight. Who could have imagined? I mean, most of the time, you know, we brush right past this, but Dylan Dennis is turning into the biggest joke in the sport that we love. Like, dude, if you're if you're if you're never gonna fight, just go away. I honestly like. Who cares about Dylan Dennis? I don't okay. really even All understand. Right. Like, it's it, it, he he's Conor McGregor's friend. Like, why do we follow this guy? I don't understand. Like, he's been doing the same gig now. Like. Forget about the idea that Connor hasn't won a fight in forever. That's mattered. Now, like, let's talk about his niche friend. You remember, like, <laughs> all these weird people who have been like sidekicks in the universe of Connor McGregor. Like, at least Artem Lobov, who now him and Connor hate each other because Artem's suing him. But at least like he's gone off and he's not only done a UFC career, he's gone off and bare knuckle fought Paulie Malignaggi and boxed. And Dylan Dennis is like one fight. What he's got the longest knee injury known to man. Like, who cares? I mean, let's not talk talk about Adam Lobov. I'm pretty sure that that guy has the worst winning percentage in the history of the UFC. So, yeah, he was there, but it wasn't a great run. It's good to be Conor McGregor's boy, though. I think that's what we've learned. We'll talk a little Conor McGregor coming up later on in the show. A guy that he once famously fought. You've probably heard of this guy, BT. He liked fighting. Khabib Nurmagomedov from a lot of different sources. It looks like he's stepping away from the MMA completely. Now, when I say that, I'm talking about his own promotion, I'm talking about his own fighters, I'm talking about coaching, and it looks like he's going to focus on, quote, business, family, and other ventures. It just feels like some people, some people it feels like they love fighting and they've gotten in the blood. Some people it feels like they're just good at it and then they're ready to get out. I think that Khabib is one of those guys that just grew up with it and his dad being his longtime coach that maybe, maybe he's completely getting away from it so he doesn't get back in the octagon, but this is one that comes to a surprise. I thought he was doing a great job coaching. No, it definitely was. I think that maybe the case is like he got his guy, Islam Akachev, to the belt. And what else is there to do? Like you've succeeded at that. You've been this, uh, you've been a, a great coach for him. So maybe he just feels like it is time to finally take some time away and actually have a break and get out of the public eye for a little bit. Like it's a lot of stress, like running your own promotion. He was trying to have not only a Russian version of it, but of an American version of it based down here. And, you know, I don't really know how much Eagle FC was catching on. You know, we talked about it. We had some guests on from the promotion. Like, I thought they had some cool stuff, but it was a little bit weird. Like, they had, like, Tyrone Spong play fight in the main event of MMA. He hadn't fought MMA for, like, eight years. Uh, Diego Sanchez was in the main event of a fight. Kevin Lee came back. That was kind of cool. But, like, you know, I think for him, I can see why Khabib would want to take some time away. I feel like... I don't know if it's absolutely the end of him, but I, I get him definitely wanting to like 
decompress and get away from this stuff, especially to be with your family. Yeah, and if you want to spend more time with your family, kudos. I'm just saying you get bored a little bit too easy, my friend. Like, you were one of, if not the best fighter uh, in the history of the promotion, but people don't want to say that because everybody knows that he left so much gas left in the tank. Like, he beat Connor, he beat Poirier, he beat Gaethje. The heads that he took were incredible, but then that was it. And then, of course, Charles Oliveira had a little bit of a run, and people talked about could he have beat him, you know? And as it turns out, Maybe Khabib's just this fortune teller. He's Miss Cleo, and he knew that his boy, Islam, was on the come up and just said, I'm going to get out of here, and I'm going to train this guy, you know, to be the next, and then when he becomes champion, I'll get out. If that was his grand plan, BT, then good on him because I don't even, I can't even figure out what I want for dinner tonight, man. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, he seems like a guy of honor. Like, you know, it was a family promise to get out of fighting. He seemed to do it when he wanted to do it. And I'm sure that part of the the mission also was to get Islam to the belt. Um, you know, and that's also been a thing within that camp of AKA. Like, you think about, like, DC fighting at light heavyweight because they never wanted to fight Cain Velasquez. Like, they seem like they run that circle. We're seeing this with uh, with Aljamain and, and uh, you know, Marab. So, like, I think that we're, you know, I think that's a cool thing, you know, to, to get out of the path. You get out on top. Too many times we have the story of fighting where it chews up people's lives. They don't know when to get out. He's one of the ones who got a lottery ticket. He he got out while he was still ahead. He got out healthy. He got out undefeated. Nobody gets to usually go out like that. So good for him if that's the case. Um, but it is fighting. Like if you tell me he's back in three years and Khabib has this uh, this this comeback fight, I won't be surprised. But it's uh, it, it is if it's not if it is the end, he truly wants to get out of the public eye for a little bit. Good for him. Somebody that nobody's describing as a man of honor over the last week or so is Dana White. Now, Dana's had a history of all kinds of different things, and he's upset people. He's got under people's skin. People have tried to fight him, but this was a little bit different. At this point, you probably, if you're listening to the show, know what I'm talking about. Dana White was caught on video essentially slapping his wife. It was a back and forth altogether. Uh, what do you think is – what do you think is the end game? here because right now really nothing's happened and dana does the blanket friday thing that i'm sure you're aware of every friday he puts it online he puts like eats like some spaghetti with waffles and ice cream and you know 
gasoline. He like puts a bunch of weird stuff together and he eats it. And he did it again yesterday being Friday and got a lot of criticism because people were saying, well, the last time we saw you was in this video. Something's got to happen, right? It's a fascinating question, man. I don't know. Everybody seems to be very scared who's actually tied to the UFC to really want to go any direction towards criticizing him. You'll have some big names outside of the scope from like Showtime or Ariel Hawani or things like that, where like they'll obviously go and venture and criticize. But anybody like what I saw ESPN do this week, where there was a an order from their writers not to criticize Dana White. What happened on first take was atrocious between Stephen A. Smith and Molly Kerm, the way that they handled that whole thing. I thought as ESPN being the broadcast partner, that was going to lead to Dana White being more severely punished because Disney didn't want any association with that. And I'm not saying Dana White should be fired, but certainly like some idea of going away for half a year, a year, something like that. Um, And it doesn't feel like we're going to come anywhere close to any of that, that he got out in front of the story. TMZ, you know, got on the, the PR spin of it, of, you know, um, no excuses, the statement from the wife, they, they got the jump on this. And I don't know, man, I don't know if anything's going to happen. Something definitely should, but it doesn't feel like we're going in that direction. It feels like, and I think we've known this for a while. I don't know exactly what his title is these days, president or CEO, but he's judge, jury, and executioner when it comes to everything in the UFC. We can pretend like there are other people that are involved or above him or decision makers, but ultimately it comes back to his desk. And so when it involves him, this is just, it's not good. So something has to happen. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to get out of the UFC, but we're going to talk about the PFL with the voice of the PFL. Certainly Jake Paul is going to be a hot topic of conversation with Sean O'Connell as he joins us here on Tapped Out. You're locked into the BetQL Network.